Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melnicki, accompanied by my favorite co-worker, Robert Kowalski. How are you doing today, Robert? Ali, doing great. Uh, quite a series of events over the weekend to bring us to our final tonight, no? Yeah, I was very high on Florida Atlantic. I had picked them on our show last week. Plus, I actually bet them I sent my brother some money to at least cover. I, I did, When it's two and a half points, it's like you might as well just take the points. So I did just take the points. I really thought they were going to pull out the victory. But, of course, San Diego State came out of nowhere at the end. Butler drilled that jumper as time expired. So it was definitely the more exciting game of the night. UConn blew out Miami. That game wasn't even close from the start. But let's recap real quick. We'll start with the betting trends, Robert. Of the two games, what was the over-under totals? And obviously we know Florida Atlanta covered but lost, and UConn both won and covered. So what were some of the trends? Yeah, if you if you take a look at what happened between uh, San Diego State and Florida Atlantic, we opened San Diego State as a two-point favorite, and it just sat there for a while. Uh, finally bumped up to two and a half and finally three. Uh, and and the total really hadn't moved much. Uh, and that's where actually, obviously, uh, the second half that went really, really, really slow for Florida Atlantic. And honestly, I think the way you, you break down that game, I mean, both of them did pretty darn well, uh, you know, shooting from three. Uh, rebounds are super tight, 35 to 34. Turnovers pretty close. I mean, if you really had to break down how this game played out, there was a good stretch where the bench of the Aztecs really, really dominated Florida Atlantic's bench. Uh, I think at one point I saw in the second half, they got outscored 20 to two. So if we're talking about where that tide turned, it happened right there, man. I honestly thought that Florida Atlantic had this one tied up. Yeah. I did too. And you know what, Robert, I missed the first half. I I had a daughter's play date, but I did see that I kept watching on my phone or kept looking at the score of my phone, and I did watch the entire second half. And at least in the last, I would say, 10 minutes of the game, Robert, I don't think Florida Atlantic had a rebound. It just seemed like no. San Diego State was just getting offensive board after offensive board. So if you really want to pinpoint Florida Atlantic's downfall, it has to be the rebounding game, would you say? Yeah, no, no doubt, exactly. And, and that's where they really you know, cut their teeth going into this tournament. I felt that there was going to be – more of an advantage for San Diego State defensively. But if you're going to play a defensive style of, of basketball anyway, you better rebound the ball really well. And I think that's exactly what we saw. Uh, you know, we had obviously some really good performances from San Diego State. You know, obviously, you know, Hawkins is great. Matt Bradley played great. Uh, heck, even Micah Parrish, you know, was, was doing really well from the outside. But they got the boards this time. Yeah, one thing I did like to about San Diego State is they just didn't they were relentless. They came back. It really looked like Florida Florida Atlantic had a comfortable lead. So, let's move on quickly to the next game of the night because San Diego State again, they, they came down to the buzzer beater second game in a row. We know what happened with Creighton the week before. On the other side, Robert UConn has just had no issues this whole tournament. They literally look like they're an NBA ta NBA team playing in college basketball. I think that's a fair assumption. The game wasn't even close with Miami. When they had a double-digit lead right at halftime, I said, there's no way Miami's coming back. Did you ever think so? No, and I don't understand. It's like, I, I keep thinking, look, it, why are we continue? Well, how do we continue to dis disrespect this school? Uh, right. we, they closed five and a half. 
rolled Miami. Uh, they, they won two-point shooting 61% to 31%. Uh, hit nine threes uh, against Miami's two and out-rebounded them 41 to 32. Uh, you know, Miami shooters, they were finally stifled. They were soft. You know, their inside defense was was soft. It was exploited. And ultimately, I mean, Ali, the way I just look at it, they just continue to this right. UConn, that is. They just got this dominant stretch that's soaring way past market expectations. So their victory margins, UConn's, 24 15, 23, 28, and 13 in what's largely been, you know, a, a dance of parody outside of UConn's games. They're just bullying opponents inside the arc and on the boards. It's just been their whole entire MO all tournament long. Yeah, it's funny because I remember reading a few articles the morning and UConn was set five and a half point favorites. And people were saying, jump on Miami because there was the report that <laughs> I believe yeah, it was okay. Hawkins had a stomach bug the day before. And Sonogo, um, because he is he's he's uh, celebrating. Well, uh, I don't know if celebrating is the right word to use, but he's observing Ramadan right now, so he's fasting during the day, sun up to sundown, I believe. Uh, there, I had no issue with that game. I thought that UConn was still going to blow them out, no matter what. Do you think that people are just looking, like you said, the, the, UConn's getting disrespected? Are people just looking for a way to just? Maybe because they weren't right in their bracket, but just bring the team down. What do you? What do that's you? That's actually, you know, that's actually a great point. Maybe because they got eliminated in the bracket, right. and they realized I'm not going to get beat by this team again, so I'm just going to keep betting against them. That's the only. That's the only thought process I could think of. I mean, look, previous to what's about to happen tonight, they the Huskies are five and zero against the spread so far. Yeah. If the point spreads have been seven points higher, they'd still be five and zero against the spread. Allie, if they were 10 points higher than what we put against the spread, like let's say they were a 13-point favorite against Gonzaga, you know, et cetera, they'd be four and one against the spread. That's insane. It's it's and you know what? I'm not tooting my own horn because I did pick UConn to win it all. I won two of my three pools, so I'm very happy about that. My third one, I got second. The person that beat me just beat me by 40 points. So if I had one or two picks in the earlier rounds, that probably would have got me over the top. But I'm very happy with my brackets this year. Robert, that leads me into tonight's game. UConn's, I believe, right now sitting at a seven and a half point favorite. Is that correct? Right. So, again, <laughs> I felt, I guess, just from a regional perspective, I thought, finally, here's where I start to level out. And so I didn't want to get hung dry with a big pop on San Diego State. So we actually opened UConn six. Okay. Uh, first bet, limit bet on the Huskies. Went to seven, couple more here and there, favorite to the over, favorite to the over. We're at seven and a half. <laughs> wow. the, total, the total actually moved as well. Uh, we opened 129 and a half. It's way up, 132 and a half. So uh, UConn seven and a half, 132 and a half, Allie. Yeah, so... It's a high number, Robert, and this is a national championship game. My lean is obviously going to be UConn, even though those are a lot of points to lay. So, but at, to your point, Robert, you can't bet against this team right now. This is the hottest team in both the NBA and NCAA basketball. I just haven't seen a streak like this. You must go back to the UConn with the Kemba Walker years when they just plowed through the competition. But is there... Any indication that you see that you should bet against UConn tonight? Okay, good point. Right, so I have if if, we, if I go back to to my rank spreadsheet, I've got UConn 
uh, looks like eight and a quarter points if I just adjust them for efficiency margin. So the point spread is really, really darn close now. Um, however, UConn's still one point better in, in my book compared to the point spread pretty much anywhere in the market. And why, right? If we just take a look a little bit deeper into what and, and how I came up with this figure, the, the level of play note that I wanted to talk about from earlier in the week, the average through five games, UConn is right around like a 99. Uh, San Diego State is like an 88. And we, we can go into that a little bit more. But basically, here's what you need to know. Both UConn and San Diego State at this point have almost identical schedule strengths. San Diego State is advancing. UConn's crushing. Yeah. Right? And why? How, how are we getting there? UConn's two-point shooting and rebound edges by game, just it's it's incredible. 51% to 37% against Iona, out-rebounded them 45 to 29. St. Mary's, 61% shooting wow. against 43, out-rebounded them by almost 10. Arkansas, 65 to 32%, out-rebounded them by 12. Gonzaga, it was pretty close, but still, they beat them. 46-45, out-rebounded them, 48-40. to 40. And then we talked about Miami, 61% to 31%, out-rebounded them by nine. It's the classic defensive rebound approach, right? So what's going to happen, and this is going to probably give the Aztecs nightmares if, if things play out the way I predict, they're going to get beat with their own game and badly. UConn's got the two-point shooting and rebounds game figured out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just can't go against UConn. I will say Robert though, my lean in this game, because it, it's just too many points for me to actually lay to bet on in a national title game, but I like the under in this one. Now I didn't, I did take the over on Saturday. It didn't get close. I believe it was 149. I think the final ended up being like 132 or 133. I should have known Miami wasn't going to keep up with the scoring, but it's a very low total tonight, Robert. Correct. Yes, yeah, uh, all things relative. Uh, I expected this one to be closer to 140, not 130. Mm -hmm. So when I see a spread that low, well, uh, not spread, when I see a total that low, it leads me to think this is going to be a low-scoring game. It, the, the, the total shouldn't be that low with a team like UConn. But San Diego State on the other end, they still play good defense. They can struggle to score at times. I know the total might see low, but I feel like everyone's going to be jumping on the under. People usually do when it comes to a title game for any sport. So I think I'm going to lean under. How about you? That's a good angle, actually. So if and if a listener at home, you know, is thinking about making the play, uh, and you're looking to play the under, uh, generally speaking, wait. Just wait until post. And this way, you'll you'll probably see, and just it just ends up just being the the way of the the machination of the number. It'll probably climb. And so, if you like the under, just wait because you're going to get a better number uh, betting it later than betting it now. Uh, if, if you want to look at them a little bit deeper, it makes sense. I mean, obviously, you know we know what their records are, and you know, you know, going into the tournament, but UConn's averaged almost 80 points a game in the last 10. Uh, the Aztecs, they're averaging about 65 and a half. However, if we see what they're being um, held to, the Huskies are holding their opponents down to 63 and a half points a game in the Aztecs, even lower, 58 and a half. Wow. I don't see the Aztecs doing that to UConn. As a matter of fact, if uh, San Diego State doesn't score 64, they don't stand an absolute feather to win this game. And uh, they're going to have to come and bring it. And whether or not they do, 
that's going to be a tough call. Under would probably be my lean with you as well. Uh, but I, I would wait a little bit longer to see if maybe you can grab a, another point as we get closer to post. So let me ask you this, Robert. If San Diego State were to somehow pull off the upset, what would it be that they have done right in this game? They absolutely played their game and ex exactly what they wanted to go out and do. I mean, look, I'm talking about a Mountain West school here as a champion. This is it's it's going to be unprecedented. But how did they get here? They got here, obviously, through their defense. And if they do that, look, it's it's not going to be the most glamorous of of New York Times headlines. It, it, but they're, they're going to do it. And it's going to have to be that way. Uh, they had a, a really great semifinal uh and and if they can manage to win a game like that against UConn at least it'll be remembered a little bit better uh but this one's gonna have to be one of the uh, the the drag it out you know really you know run the clock down and, and hope that they could contain UConn keep it close at the half so that they can manage something like they did the, the, I'm sorry that they did against FAU uh and then keep it close so that they can have a chance to win it just like they did on Saturday yeah, I, 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 if you want my honest opinion, I think San Diego State needs to shoot over 60% and haul you, hold UConn to under 40% if they have any I'll, shot. But I'll we pass. have seen stranger things happen. Yeah. I just feel like this is a game, this is just UConn's playing at such a high level. Their confidence is skyrocketed through the roof. I just don't think there's any stopping this team. Again, it's a lot of points, so I'm going to I'm gonna stay with total. But my final score prediction, Robert, I'm thinking something like a 73 to 58 game. I, I actually do think that UConn wins by double digits. I actually will. Well, let me go back to that. I think it's going to be close. I think halftime, maybe they'll only be up by single digits. I think San Diego State with their defense will hold them in check. But I think toward the end of the game that they're going to pull away. So I'm predicting something about like a 72, 73 to about 58, 59 score. How about you? Allie, well said. Yeah, double-digit win. I, I think, look, if we look back the last time we had such a high collection of seeds, right? We had in the final four, we had a nine, a five, a five, and a four, right? Yeah. So that's 23. The last time that the total combined seeds was this high was 2011. Uh Guess who won it that year? It was UConn. Yeah. <laughs> so UConn's back again to pick up the pieces during the, uh, you know, this cloud of chaos. Um, everything that I've built into this going back to October and then November, you know, with the with preseason and the early, early games, uh, I, you know, the, the calculations work themselves out right. I, I do not see UConn losing this game tonight. So I, I too will choose UConn. But do they cover the spread? I don't, I'm not I'm not too confident in them covering the spread, actually. So right. um, I'll I'll pick the Aztecs to cover this one uh, with the Huskies being crown champions tonight. Yeah, like you said, I'm just not totally confident to lay seven and a half points because there is always that chance of a backdoor cover and everything. It's just too many points for me to lay. I would lean, though. I think UConn does cover because I do think that they'll pull away at the end, but I'm not confident enough to bet it. My bigger play, just for the audience to reinforce that, is I love the under in this one. I think that the point total will stay under. But hopefully we'll have a great game. You know, I, I really like it. We've had some really good classics over the years, the past few seasons of national championship games. I remember UConn-Gonzaga was a nail-biter. You had the Texas Tech year. Um, we have there was a lot. There's been a lot of good games. So hopefully we see a good game tonight. 
All right. Well, Robert and I could talk all day, but we're going to postpone the MLB show till later this week. We're going to dedicate a full hour, probably around Thursday, I think would be safe. That'll be one week since opening day. So it will dissect how the pitch clock is going to do, which Robert, I'll add, I watched some baseball over the weekend and the pitch clock surprisingly didn't bother me. I was, I was shocked. I was a big critic of it before the season started, but the more I see it, I like it. How about you? Let me tell you, if if they're going to play this season the way we the, we saw it in the first week with an average time around two thirty eight, heck, you might even get me to watch a baseball game. Yeah, it's it, it's very it it really does speed up the game. I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal, but it does drastically speed up the game. So I will give Rod Rob Manfred some big credit right now. I think that it, it is going to help the game. It doesn't make it does make it more exciting. It makes it a little more compact. And I actually think that you get more strategic baseball. There was a lot more steals this weekend. Uh, runners taking advantage of pitchers needing to throw it. So it's easier for the runner, I think, to time it, time it when the when the pitcher is sanctioned by a pitch clock. So I think that we're going to see a lot of good baseball this year. All right, that is all the time we have for today. I hope everyone enjoys the game tonight. I hope for all of those people who who won your bracket that uh, it's wrapped up and you don't got to worry. I know that's in one of my pools, two people are vying for second place and one needs UConn to win. The other needs UConn to lose. I'm all set in my pools. But before we sign off, Robert, any last thoughts or words for the audience? Only one last thought. I was right with Gonzaga this year. <laughs> You were there was one team though you you were you did hop on the Houston train a little too hard though. There's always that number one seed that you, you back a little bit too much. So um, you're right. I don't, you're you right. Know, I don't ever pick number one seeds to win the to win the the national title. I I never pick a number one seed. I think it's very rare that I will. I'm usually always picking a two seed or higher. That's just always been my strategy. I feel like, num- especially I think going forward, you're going to see like this year, a lot of one seeds get knocked out early. What do you think? I do. I do agree. Yeah, this is it's parody is now going to become a, a far more regular occurrence pretty much everywhere across team sports. I agree. Yep. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. And Robert and I will be back later this week. Take care.